listening to Adoption, Fostering and Tea from the UK's LGBT plus adoption and fostering charity, New Family Social. Find us at newfamilysocial.org.uk. I'm Tor and this week I'm going to be having a cup of tea with Mulvanwi and Jay and we're going to be talking about when adoption introductions are difficult. Hi both of you, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Can you each tell me a little bit about yourself? So, Mavanwi, um, tell me a little bit about yourself. So, um, I'm in my 40s. Um, I always wanted to adopt a child. Um, I never had that maternal instinct of wanting to give birth, but being a mum was something that I always wanted to do. And um, I lived in a care home in the past, so I know what it was like to be wanted and have uh, long-term parents. Oh, that's really interesting that you've been through that experience yourself. Yeah. Did that sort of influence you in adoption being the thing that you wanted to do? Yeah, because I thought there's many children out there that need a family, so why bring another one into the world when there's already one there that needs a loving home? Yeah, absolutely. And Jay, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so um, I'm Jay. Uh, also in my 40s, I'm gender non-binary and use the pronouns they, them. I work away, or, or not away, but I travel a lot, as in um, around Europe, Middle East and Africa. And I actually never wanted children. Um, <laughs> and then I got together with Vanwi and you wanted children. So we discussed about fostering, um, and which I said okay to. And then after a while... I decided that it, my mum died and I thought about it a bit more and I decided that actually with Anne, we wouldn't be able to cope with um, getting close to a child and then letting them go again. Yes. Um, and I decided that, yeah, okay, actually we could adopt. And yeah, once I'd made the decision, it was, yeah, that's what we're going to do. That's really lovely. And so I ought to also add that we've got your child, Sam, who's four in the room with us, um, who is currently got headphones on and is being perfectly quiet but let's see let's see how long this lasts for now <laughs> yeah indeed. Um, okay so you said that you you know decided to make this decision to adopt and then did it take you long from making that decision to being approved how was that journey like so we started the process around Christmas 2018 mm-hmm. and somehow we slipped through the net so we weren't contacted for about six months Um, So we we made a complaint and the manager contacted us from the adoption agency and said, look, we're really sorry. Um, There's been a change in management. There's a course next week. Are you available? Wow. So uh, we said yes. And then it was it was just under a year then when we met Sam uh, at an activity day. And then it was just all systems go. Oh, that's interesting. So can you explain what an activity day is and how it was to go? Yeah, so we'd been, there are lots of ways of getting profiles. So your social work can give you profiles. You can also go on the AUK website and there's people on there. There's there's other websites that you can go on um, and look at children's profiles. And if at some point they decide that actually you'd be quite good at an activity day, or maybe there's a child that they've got in mind for you, but they don't fit your kind of what you've decided you want to adopt um they'll take you to they'll send you to an activity day so they get lots and lots of children that need adopting together lots and lots of people who want to adopt they put them in one group great big hall with lots of activities and then they just sort of let them get on with it and you're not meant to spend too long with each child you're meant to kind of 
you know, go to different children and have a look. But we pretty much spent the whole time with Sam. <laughs> um, and apparently we're the only ones he really interacted with and had ever interacted with. And we pretty much fell in love with him almost immediately, didn't we? So yeah. they say, oh, you know, um, you know, you'll know when it's the one. And we didn't quite believe it, but we knew. That's so lovely. And you both felt like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we interacted so much with him and he did with us. And yeah, the, the foster carer and his social worker said, we've never seen him interact so well with someone before. We just fell in love and we said on the day we want him. Wow, that's so yeah. nice. Yeah, <laughs> for me, it took a while. <laughs> um, so, so you then obviously went through the process of being linked and then matched and all of that. And then I guess the introductions were pending. And so how were you prepared for introductions? We were, we were fairly prepared. Um, our social worker was really, really good and told us everything that, you know, the whole process, how long it was going to be. And, yeah, we discussed everything quite openly with our social worker. And we, we were just couldn't wait to see him again. Because of COVID, things were a little bit slower. Yes. So it, it took a little while, but we got there. Um, and then we, we just couldn't wait to bring him home. Yeah, the introductions were going to be longer because he was an older child. Um, so they sometimes they do it sort of in seven to ten days and they planned out two weeks. Right. So with introductions, generally the first bit of introductions is at the foster carer's house. Mm-hmm. And then the second bit of introductions is at our house. Um, so we knew that it was going to be these two weeks. First week was at their house and then the second week the transition and everything would be at our house. Although you still have to go and pick them up and bring them back again. So very long days. Yeah, absolutely. Was it geographically far from where you live? Luckily not. It was, what, 45-minute drive? Yeah, about a 45-minute drive. So it it, it was long days for us because you have to be there before they wake up. So if if it's like a six o'clock wake-up child, you have to be there at half past five. (laughs) So, I remember it well, but we did stay locally to the foster carers because they were a long way from us. But yeah, even so, that thing of being there before dawn and being there until after dark, it's long days. It is. Yeah. It's its mentally and physically tiring. Yes. Yeah. So obviously, um, we touched in the introduction that was really difficult. So at what point did it first become apparent that this was going to be hard? Probably after the first or during the first day, to be honest, wasn't it? So we'd had... A video. We'd had two video calls before introductions, and they seemed the foster carers were really friendly, and he was interacting us. We were doing like high fives on the video calls and things because of COVID, and and we thought, oh, this is fine. And when we got there to the house, you know, it's a little bit awkward. Of course, you're in someone else's house, so it's always going to be like that. And the first day, we're just meant to observe anyway, so we were just observing. But the foster carer was very attached. And it was very clear that it was going to be difficult to kind of interact so much. So we were able to kind of play a little bit, but she was, she would just pick him up and she would feed him and she would sort of do everything with him. And if we sort of made a comment about, oh, you know, oh, so how deep's the bath and, you know, how hot is it? What, you know, we got the answers of, well, it's just a bath, you know. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> We, we've not been parents before we just want to check what you're doing so that we can you know and I did say that a few times well we just want to know exactly what you do because we've been told that we need to do exactly what you do to start with in our house to make sure that there's a smooth transition 
Um, and it was the same with, you know, bedtimes and that there was, there wasn't much routine, was there? No, not really. Um, it, it was t- quite difficult to try and transfer his attachment to us when she just wasn't stepping back. Mm. So we were just sat on the sofa most of the time. And then um, when it came to the time we were able to take him out by ourselves, we would try and spend as much time with him outdoors without the foster carers there. And that's when we found he would attach more to us. Right, so you were able to get some time alone, but it sounds like it sounds like there was some blocking. Did it become hostile at any point or more difficult than just um, that sort of uncooperative type answer? I, I wouldn't say it was hostile. It was just... It was just extremely difficult and upsetting for us. And we ended up phoning our social worker just saying, you know, we can't do anything. Like, she's she's not letting us do anything. Not because it wasn't that she... I don't think it's that she didn't want to. She was just so attached that maybe subconsciously she didn't want to let go. Um, she kept saying how great we were and things like that. And we were like, okay, well, then let us do stuff. Like, yes. um, And so we fed back to our social worker and then they went to their social worker and the social worker went back to them and then so she'd obviously been told then that she needs to step back a little bit more so she tried to do that a little bit more she would like go to the shop quite a lot during the day and then come back but even when we took him out we'd get a text you know is everything okay you're like well yeah everything's fine you know we're going to be in in a week and a half's time he's going to be living with us so you know I think we can at the park yes <laughs> for an hour <laughs> if you can't you've got to learn pretty sharp yeah. haven't you yeah yeah absolutely that's difficult was there just one foster carer there or were they a couple yeah they were a couple with a teenage son who was 17 17 yeah he's still living at home so the male foster carer goes out to work and the female foster didn't and um, we we'd found out a few days into it that they'd only had one foster child before that so they were fairly new at it and we knew that potentially there could be an issue when she told us the story about the previous foster child that when they'd gone to eventually live with their auntie so they'd ended up like with their family and they said they'd phoned like two weeks later and the child looked really upset and so sad and and if they weren't on holiday she would have driven around picked him up and taken him back to the house and we were like Mm, that would be kidnapped because you know you don't own the child anymore yes yeah so we were kind of like uh okay that's a really strange thing to say so we were a bit like mm, um and just the you know the different things basically she was she was very narcissistic and it was all about her and her family and there were there were no boundaries there at all like sam was in charge completely in charge he would you know finish his baby bottle um, that was hanging out of his mouth all day of squash and just throw it on the floor and yes. nothing was ever said he would sit on their phones and you could see him just swiping messages away and he was on YouTube and he was getting you know he'd go onto Facebook and things mm-hmm. and we were just like whoa like what how are we gonna basically take him from here and say no you're not having a phone because you're this old no the TV's not on all day no you're not throwing a bottle on the floor that's not going to work in our house and, um, you know, when we tried to maybe do that a little bit at their house, it was almost like, oh, why, you know, why are you bothering? Don't don't bother doing that. Mm. They And we were saying, well, we this is how we've been taught. We've therapeutic parenting. What do you mean therapeutic parenting? You know, he's, 
he's three well well, because you have to do that with children with trauma oh he hasn't got trauma he's just you know he's just a three-year-old or whatever um so one day we were watching hey dougie oh i absolutely love that show yeah (laughs) and um and we one of the reasons we love it is because one of the children on there is clearly adopted yeah that's right is it the crocodile yeah yeah you can name the characters yeah yeah that's tragic yeah (laughs) yeah but he you know he goes to his they all are love their own um they look exactly like their parents apart from the crocodile who's with an elephant and um we said oh we we like this pro you know you know he's adopted and the male foster carer went oh i suppose he's got trauma as well has he wow yeah and we were like okay like like grin on his face like grin on his face like oh yeah and all this and that yeah we were just like Okay, so you don't believe that children who are adopted have trauma. You don't believe in therapeutic parenting. You don't believe children should have boundaries. And we were just like, right, what are we going to do? Yeah, we knew we'd have a lot to undo and yeah, set boundaries in place because there was just he, he was just in control the whole time. Running riot. And did, did the social work team seem to think this was a problem or, or not? <sighs> Our social worker was was great and she was just saying just hang in there it's another like seven days you know and and everything will be fine we his social worker popped in so we never saw that the the foster so there's three lots of social workers we have a social worker the child is a social worker and the foster carers have a social worker so we looked at our we spoke to our social worker and we also spoke to his social worker and she was aware of the foster carers and how they were um, so she popped in one day just to see if everything was going okay, which wasn't really meant to happen, I don't think. No. Just to make sure that you kind of everything was all right. Um, and our social worker was just like, just hang in there, just hang in there. You know, we got very upset on one of the days. It was the last day. Yeah, it was the last day at their house before it changed to our yeah. house. Um, and we took him to a soft play for as long as possible we took him to mcdonald's for lunch then we took him to soft play then we took him around the shop because we didn't want to take him back yes we kept having these phone calls you know or messages is everything okay you've been out quite a long time these kind of things we were like yes everything's fine we were in tears to our social worker saying we can't do this anymore and she was just like please just hold on and we're like does do they have any influence on you know us you know getting this child and she was like absolutely none at the end of this time no matter what they think no matter how they act that child is yours yes that must have been reassuring definitely <laughs> yeah because we were worried she might say oh you know he's been out too long with them I don't think they're coping very well and we thought you know are they going to be able to say this is this is not going to go ahead yes so yeah we were quite worried that she was going to put a spanner in the works and say I, I'm not happy with him going to these adopters. But our social worker said, look, he's your child. He's definitely coming to you. She has no influence yes. whatsoever. And that just put our minds at rest. Mm. And, and we were much happier then. And so once the intros moved to your house, um, in my own experience, it was that we spent more and more time with the child at our house each mm. day. But the child still slept in our case, in a hotel with the foster carers, uh, but in your case, I guess, back at the foster carers' house. Is that right? Yeah. So how yeah. was it when that switch took place? Oh, it was great. Um, <laughs> You're was, smiling ear to ear, suddenly. He was just more relaxed mm-hmm. and 
just listening to us and interacting and and we did so, um a little bit of soft play with some toys yeah um, teddies and stuff and a little bit of role play and then we got um a sink full of water and had some some little boats and nice. we played a song to him a uh, three little sailboat song and he absolutely loved it mm. he was so relaxed he was singing and just he wanted to stay there all day Oh, and that's really nice. He probably would have if we'd let him, but obviously he was getting a little bit wet and we had to make sure that he had some dry clothes to go home with because we didn't want them to say, he's brought him home wet. Yes. So, yeah. I can, I can sense how vulnerable you felt, though. You know, worrying about that, that playing a game with water meant you could be criticised. You know, it seems like you were really aware of potential criticism. Yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah. and one of the things that was meant to happen was bits of his stuff were meant to come home with us each day. Yes. So on the last day, you go and you just pick up the child and that's it. But they just, every time we mentioned it, it was like, oh, there's plenty of time for that. There's plenty right. of time for that. And we were like, so when he was at our house, we didn't have any spare clothes because she didn't give us anything. Yes. Um. Uh. You know, just simple things like socks. Like we didn't have any socks. We didn't have, you know, so it was like he got wet feet and we were, you know, hair drying the sock kind of thing because we were like, well, we she hasn't given us anything. Um. And then... You know, throughout that kind of time, she said, oh, oh, you can take this because he doesn't really play with that. And, oh, you can have this because he doesn't really play with yes. that. And we were like, that's not really the point. Like, we want stuff at our house so that when he comes to our house, he can see something that he's familiar with. Yes. That's his. Um, and she just, yeah. Yeah, because you're discouraged from buying lots of things, aren't you? So, you know, somebody listening might think, well, go and get some socks. But, of course, you're discouraged from buying new things at first. So the child's got their own familiar stuff. But, yeah, you're right. If what you're getting is the stuff that he's not interested in, that's not massively useful. No. We we, yeah. we did all right because we, we took him out. He loves being outside. So we just took him out a lot into the garden and doing things. But, yeah, having to take him back every night. And we'd already started instilling some stuff in him at our house. And then taking him back was like taking him back into that kind of era. And you could see him switch, couldn't mm. you? Because at our house, he could already see that there was clear boundaries and he liked that. Yes. You could tell that he was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can't do that here. And as soon as he'd go back to their house, he went back to normal. Running riot. Running riot, dropping his bottles on the floor and not caring and things. And um, so it was difficult. And then, you know, having to leave theirs every night, just kind of being like, oh, you know. but. What happened was it was bank holiday weekend and he was meant to come back with us on the Saturday Friday. or the Friday, Friday and they bought it forward a day. Ah. And when we had the phone call, we were all together and we had this phone call and you could see the absolute sort of disgust on the foster carer's faces. She sort of looked at him and you could see her saying, I told you, I told you it's going to be you know, taking him early. And the way the social carer said, uh, social workers said it is they said, that because it's bank holiday weekend, they wanted Sam to come with us for and be with us for a whole day and have this support if needed. Yes. From the social workers before bank holiday weekend and everybody was off. Um, but they they weren't happy, were they? No, not at all. You could see her giving her husband a side eye saying, yeah. I told you he'd go, I told you. I knew it. I just said that. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's all right. I say yeah. the same thing every week. Um, so... It sounds like, the the way that I'm hearing it from what you're saying, it sounds like it was about control. I'm not sensing 
devastation in the foster care or do you think that's what was under, underneath it the devastation of saying goodbye having attached so much what do you think was going on she was she was really really upset when it came to saying goodbye especially uh, to foster carer the male he was he was just hugging him hugging him and crying his eyes out and he had to walk away with him because he, he didn't want us to see him crying which obviously for a man is is quite a a difficult thing to do in front of people but at the end of the day they are still people they do still have feelings and I did feel for them having to say goodbye to this child that they've they've looked after because obviously somebody's going to have an attachment to a, a cute little boy who you know just needs a loving home mm. and yeah I, I, I felt empathy for them on that day. Yeah, I can see that, and and you seem a little less so. <laughs> I was I was just a little bit like you signed up to be a foster carer. This is you knew that you were going to take them and you were going to like leave them. You've been difficult for the whole time we've been here, and now you're going to be like really upset and you know. And you started crying, didn't you? Because you yeah. cry at everything anyway. So the foster carers are crying. The van was crying, and I'm sort of stood there going, "Okay," and they're like, "Oh, you can cry too." I was like, "I, I just don't want to cry." I'm just not really a crying person in general and and off, you know and off we went and we both breathed a bit of a sigh of relief at the end but it didn't end there oh dear okay so yeah. you'd think that once we'd taken the child to our house that would be it but no you have to have we had to have video calls like after a day and then after three days and yes. after whatever and um you know all right my boy oh how's my boy you know, just like, he's not he's not your boy he's you know he's our boy now mm. and then the foster carer sent a message that was meant for her social worker she sent it to us and it said along the lines of we've just had a chat with sam on the video call he looks really sad like when we first had him i really hope the social workers are going to be heavily involved in this family wow so an attempt to undermine the entire situation mm, yep sabotage him staying with us we sent it straight to our social worker and uh, she was just like oh she's like don't worry nothing can happen you know everything it'll be fine so but you need to keep the relationship with the foster carer because what happens is you you end up having a court date obviously at some point from the adoption order and they want to know that you have been you know keeping in touch and doing all that so we did all of that we sent the first year photo and stuff like mm. that and then we got christmas cards that said to my dear grandson um from the foster carer from the foster carer and one from their son saying to my nephew you know lots of love and things like that and we were just like this is so inappropriate <laughs> and it sounds like they were completely either unaware of what the boundaries should be or absolutely unwilling to work within those boundaries but some of that's quite staggering. I mean, it's very, very far over the line, some of that stuff. Yeah, very inappropriate. I mean, they, they, we were told during the training that, you know, foster carers aren't meant to hug them and they're meant to have a pillow between them and stuff like that, which we found that wasn't the case. And in fact, every neighbour who the came round got yeah. a kiss on the lips from him and things. And even some of that stuff we found inappropriate because we were like, oh, hang on a minute, you know, this child needs to know that mm. he can't just, show anybody or kiss anybody or there needs to be some kind of safety stuff around there so just I don't know whether it's a, a control thing whether it wasn't a letting go thing 
Um, and we've tried to maintain contact and they've just not been replying to anything now. So which, is, that, is that a blessing in disguise for you? For us it is, but we've said to Sam, like, do you want, to, you know, would it be nice if we had a video call or whatever? Yeah, you know, and he, he mentions them because obviously he's an older child, he's four now, and he does mention them sometimes. Oh, yeah, I used to do that at their house. And we say, yeah, you did. You did when you were younger. But, um, you know, now that you're older, you know, you don't do that anymore, do you? So he does mention them and we try and encourage him and, and, and absolutely he can look at the photos whenever he wants. It's really important. It's part of his past. And it would have been nice to, for him to then keep that relationship. Um, yeah, for us, for me, I'm just like, Meh, yeah, OK, bye. But it's a shame for him because he's now lost another person I suppose he's lost it though only if it could have been done with appropriate boundaries yeah and without undermining his family yeah but if it is actually a package package that includes undermining you regularly inappropriate boundaries then maybe it's a package that taken all together isn't worth having maybe the pros are not worth the cons in that circumstance mm. I think when we did intros one of the things that was most impressive really about the foster carers was their ability to make that space for us to step in and parent. And I can't imagine it was easy. You know, they adored our son and having to step back and also, you know, having to see somebody get it a bit wrong, not quite know what the child needs. That's hard to stand back and let somebody figure it out. But it's one of the things that I'm immensely grateful for is that they made that space for us to step in and parent. And in the absence of that, I can imagine the tension of what you're supposed to be doing, how on earth you're supposed to begin this process. Really, really difficult for you. Yeah, and we yeah. don't, you know, we said that being a foster carer has got to be so hard that really they should be giving foster carers the same training that they're giving to adopters. So the amount of training that we go through as adopters and, and what, you know, the child may have gone through and what kind of things they need, um, but the foster carers don't seem to get any of that. So that's where there's a bit of a mismatch between how they're parenting the child and how we might then parent the child. Mm. Um, and it's just to kind of have that kind of, okay, we know how we're going to do this for the rest of our lives, but they're obviously doing it slightly differently. Is that a big yawn? That was a big yawn from Sam. Yeah, he's got his headphones on. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I know that foster carers generally get lots and lots of training on all of those issues. All of those issues and more. You know, I was chatting to some foster carers and they'd done um, some training on healthy eating and stuff like that. Well, we never did that sort of depth of day-to-day care yeah. on adoption training. But it sounds like either these people slipped through the net or didn't take it on board or or something I don't think they just took it on board because they didn't believe in therapeutic parenting when they came to our house on the first day of intros at our house um, they saw one of Sarah Nash's book of uh, eight set of therapeutic parenting lying on the side which you'd put there specifically which I put there specifically (laughs) for them to see um, and the the male said, oh, therapeutic parenting, you won't be needing that, will you? Wow. And I said, actually, we will be, and his behaviours have changed so much. He doesn't, he doesn't do things at our house that he used to do at their house. He's even stopped eating things that he used to have constantly at their house. On the first day he came to us, he didn't want the same breakfast, he wanted something different. Well, that's because the breakfast that he got at their house was two multivitamins, of which on the packet it says do not exceed the 
dose of one per day. And she was giving him two per day, every day. And apparently the health social worker or someone had told her that that was okay. So she's giving her then, then giving him two yogurts and a yogurt drink. That was his breakfast. He hardly eats yogurts anymore. And I'm not surprised given that he's had that many of them. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I've forgotten the question. What was the question? <laughs> there was, was there a question? No, no, there will have been a while back. That's <laughs> so um, how have things been since for you as a family? So sort of pushing that part behind. How's it been? How is it now? It's been very up and down. Um, Samuel's got a lot of big feelings, which we're trying to work through. He sometimes shows anger in his own head as well as towards us. And we, we've sat him down and talked to him and said, look, you have very big feelings, which you have to talk to like a, as a four-year-old. And he says yes. And sometimes we say it's okay to be sad and we're going to get some help to help you work through those feelings. And then we have a few good days after the, the chat and then it goes back to normal again. So he knows he's got these feelings. He knows about his birth family and we think now he understands more. That's where it's all coming out now. Where we didn't see in the past, did we? No, but we, we tell him a lot about his past. He moved quite a lot of times in a very short space of his life. Mm. Um, so there's a sort of complicated sort of dynamic of moving from one place to the other so he doesn't like going to different places he if we go on holiday it's always where's my bed where's my home I want to go home like constantly until we've had maybe a night and then he's fine again um but you know he was he was under the speech and language therapy because he was really talking at their house um within two months of being at our house the speech and language therapy basically said he doesn't need to be with us everything's fine um, after three weeks of being with us, he was potty trained, you know, so, so many milestones happened so quickly after him coming to live with us. And yes, we have these kind of outbursts and stuff, but he's, he's adorable, isn't he? Mm. He's so cute and really kind. We'll always try and look after a friend and try and hold their hand and things and, and just loves trying new things unless they're involve height and then he just cries a lot um, <laughs> like the climbing wall yes the climbing wall <laughs> everybody heard about that yeah we're here at camp still and so uh, recording our podcasts and yeah you're right all the kids are facing the terror of the climbing wall <laughs> yes um but it's just been it's like he's it's really weird because it's like he's never not been with us mm. i think that was a double negative somewhere in there but it just <laughs> feels like he's always been with us and and that he's just always been him um yeah but he's changed so much so since much we first met him he's like a completely different child whereas when we first met him is he was up there constantly on the go you'd swear he'd have adhd but now looking at him he's a caring child even though he has his anger outbursts he loves other children he holds their hand if they go near the road he tries to pull them away there was another child eating berries earlier and he walked away and said, no, 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 you, you're not allowed. So he, he does know his boundaries and, and he's an absolutely sweet little child. Oh, yeah. that's absolutely lovely. I'd like to thank my guests today, Mavanwi and Jay. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Follow us on Twitter at LGBT Adopt Foster. And on Facebook, search New Family Social, all one word. 
visit our website at newfamilysocial.org.uk. Adoption, Fostering and Tea is produced by New Family Social. The presenter was me, Tor Doherty, with music from Matt Doherty. The producer was John Jenkins. We'll be back next week with more guests and more tea. Thank you.